<coughs> I'm almost out of water. Can I get a little bit of a refill? Thank you. So where do we finish? Who was here last week? Anybody? I think it was 28 we did. Yeah, I think the one you posted online. Yeah. Yeah, so we have two left in this chapter. Okay, so text 29. Intelligent persons who are endeavoring for liberation from old age and death, take refuge in me in devotional service. They are actually Brahman because they, are entire, they entirely know everything about transcendental and fruitive activities. Old age and death. Dun, 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 dun. People should be afraid of it if they don't know Krishna. It's funny, sometimes you hear people that are saying, I'm not afraid to die. I don't really believe them. If they, are, if they aren't afraid to die, that would have to mean that they're not thinking about it. Yeah. Could you imagine if like someone was about to throw you off of something and you don't know what? It could be a big huge cliff, it could be you know you just don't know what it is. Someone's gonna throw you off and you're you're gonna tell me you're not afraid of what's gonna happen if you don't know where you're gonna land or what what's there, who's throwing you off. It's going to be a scary thing. You'd have to be quite um, drugged out or something to not care about it or not be afraid of it, right? So it's something that when I was young, I was thinking about quite a lot. Like, this is a problem. What happens? Do I just sit under the tombstone just thinking there, or what do I do? What happens to me, you know? So, it was a motivating force for me to, because I thought about it, I didn't, it's not something I, you know, swept under the rug, it's something that I realized was a problem, and I needed to deal with it. So it was like a motivating force, motivating factor for me to seek answers to what it's all about, where I go after I die. So until a person is situated in devotional service, um, then he is, death is always going to bring an end to life because uh, 
Devotional service is a transcendental activity, meaning it goes, uh, it's beyond day-to-day life. It's a something that you keep with you after you leave this body. Uh, if you become attached to serving Krishna, attached to devotional service, then death is becomes more or less a non-event. It becomes something that is not a uh, big deal because nothing really changes. You see? Through bhakti yoga, a person develops attachment to serving Krishna. This service to Krishna is a intimate uh, relationship or connection in the heart. And it has nothing to do with the material world. It has nothing to do with your body, has nothing to do with your status in life, old, young, uh, even alive or dead. (laughs) Uh, Intimate, the intimate connection or intimate relationship that a person develops through bhakti yoga is completely transcendental. It transcends, in other words, this material world. It goes beyond this material world. So freedom from death means to become attached to Krishna, attached to serving Krishna. Freedom from the, the trauma, the... the uh, the trauma that comes from leaving everything behind, which is what happens at death. So, when a person becomes attached to serving Krishna, then he doesn't... That's the only thing you can become attached to that you won't have to leave. So, that's why Krishna says, Intelligent persons who are endeavoring from liberation from old age and death take refuge in me in devotional service. So that's what, if, if you want refuge from old age and death, then you, Krishna advise, says that the intelligent persons, what do they do? They take refuge in me in devotional service. They take refuge in serving me. Uh, also old age. With old age um, comes uh, a embarrassment. <laughs> So the main problem with old age is embarrassment. You have this body that is unattractive and can't really do much. In other words, it, you, you, you're able to achieve less and less, do less and less things with your body. And like that lecture we watched the other day, for those of you who are here, Prabhupada described the, um, the embarrassment somebody feels when they can't even take care of themselves. It's embarrassing. <clears throat> so uh, this is a this is something that needs to be conquered as well. If a person identifies them, if the person not only identifies themselves with their body, but identifies or seeks pleasure in um, bodily uh, achievements, <clears throat> status in society, and so on, then old age will be a huge embarrassment. But if that same person takes refuge in Krishna, 
take refuge in serving Krishna, then old age doesn't have such an, doesn't have the same embarrassment. Actually, the more a person, the, this is a, a refuge you can have from that embarrassment. <laughs> You, you don't have to, you know, it's actually old age can be a really good thing because it forces you to take shelter of that which you have. Devotional service to Krishna, right? If, if, um, if, you don't, if you don't have that, then you're automatically taking shelter in this world and this world is an embarrassment. So the devotee has this great treasure of uh, having a shelter from this problem of old age, the embarrassment of old age. It's, <clears throat> it's something I've noticed uh, in my life is that uh, old people in our society, the old men I deal with are often very... Uh, unhappy and so but when you see old devotees it's not like that at all old men in this world you become you feel sorry for old devotees in this world you envy not envy in a bad way but envy in a in other words look up to wish you were like that you know so um, I've seen this many times uh, you look at old old devotees and old bodies that are have been spent their life serving Krishna. They're um, just. Can you them? I'm trying to describe them. <laughs> I was literally just looking for a description. <laughs> so. They were, they're, they're happy people. They're not, um, yeah, they're just happy people. Free of uh, the mental uh, cloud that is over the grumpiness, you know, the grumpiness and the bummer time that is over the old, other old people, you know. They're free from that. They have a, they're like a ray of sunshine. So they walk straight up? <laughs> if their back is good, they walk straight up. They're happy, so like the past people are more like this, right? Well, if they have arthritis, then maybe their back isn't straight. Do they get arthritis? Uh huh. No, <laughs> so, okay. so that's what happens. Okay, so devotional service means that uh, the devotee, which means the uh, someone who has uh, developed a internal relationship with Krishna, with God, and is attached to serving Krishna. Um, devotional service is that relationship of love, which means 
the uh, actually it can be done and it's an action done either with the body actually doing things like uh, practical things cooking or cleaning or making flyers or helping on webs you know making a website or whatever it's one of a million things you could do uh, or and it also means not separately it it's an internal service. Someone who's uh, serving Krishna inside. In other words, they 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 dream. They want to serve Krishna. They dream of opportunities to ser- serve Krishna. Like for example, someone may have a dream that they're uh, able to serve to do something for their spiritual master in a dream. And they wake up from that dream uh, wishing that it was real. <laughs> In other words, it was real, but wishing that my, when my eyes were open, I was doing that too, you know? So it's, a, it's, a, it's an attachment to uh, serving. So in this material world... Uh, the name of the game is getting served. To be, everyone is trying to be the Lord. In other words, everyone's trying to be the one who is getting on top of everybody else and having people serve me. So this is the way the material world world is working. So when we look at, in other words, when we look at a success in life, that means somebody who has many people serving him. And he's above many people and many people are looking up to him. And he's got a hundred thousand followers in, in Instagram, and everybody's um, liking what he does or whatever, right? So that's what everybody wants to be—the guy who's the big man. Uh, and so the girls have their own versions of this. They want to be the prettiest, the ones, the one who everybody envies and whatever, right? So. <clears throat> this is the way of the material world and it is opposite of the devotional service. Devotional service means um, becoming, not trying to be the Lord, but attachment to serving, not attachment to being the best, not attachment to being looked up to, but attachment simply to serving out of love, the Supreme Lord. That's what devotional service is. Is that understandable? Hmm? <clears throat> they are actually Brahman because they entirely know everything about transcendental and fruitive activities. Devotees of Krishna are the highest level of transcendentalists. They are other types of yogis that um, may have some some partial realization of their actual identity only in essence. In other words, they understand their essence as being spiritual. That's it. But they don't know how to act on that. They don't know. They don't actually uh, entirely know everything about transcendental and fruitive activities. They're simply um, 
entering the realm. But uh, devotees know everything about it. Can you stop playing? It's kind of distracting. Yeah, that's right. Um, but devotees know everything about the, the transcendental realm because they're attached to serving Krishna and that is the eternal um, activity of the soul. So uh, that is a full realization of one's uh, identity. Uh, and they are, those people are completely situated in, in Brahman or spiritual energy. Uh, an example of this, um, a kind of partial, partial guy, a partial devotee, or partially realized yogi, is a friend of mine, Narayan, who I used to live with in Byron Bay. And he, uh, he had, due to some, uh, due to his yoga practice, he had developed, um, he had some experience of realizing that he is not the body. Uh, and uh, that what came along with that is knowledge that everything, every action in this world, everything you do in this world is really of not much, uh, is not of any relevance to one's eternal self. But because he didn't have, he wasn't a devotee of Krishna. In other words, he wasn't serving Krishna. He, his, his interest was not serving Krishna. He was trying to simply remain on this level of Brahman, realization, uh, <clears throat> knowing that he's spirit, but all his actions all day long were contradicting his realization. So he would be going to work every day and uh, going on dates and things like that, the whole time knowing that this is useless and nonsense. But because he had no... Uh, attachment to serving Krishna, he basically didn't know how to act on his realization. See, devotees of Krishna, once realized, once realizing that they're spiritual in essence, uh, they have an activity which is acting on that, which is act serving the supreme Brahman or the supreme spiritual. So they have something to do and their actions aren't contradictory to their philosophy, right? Um, when you, but if you don't, if you don't, if you know you're spiritual in essence, but you don't know that you're the servant of Krishna, then what happens is you don't know what to do. <laughs> Your life becomes a, why am I, this is, I'm just doing things. It's like a charade. You're just going through life, going to work, uh, doing this and doing that um, out of a type of, I don't know what else to do. Right? I don't have, uh, there's nothing else to do. But I can't just sit in my room all day long. I have to do stuff, right? So he was in this situation where he couldn't, you know, he was, he had this partial realization, but he, he had no activity to, in, because he didn't want to accept Krishna as, he want, didn't want to accept that he was a servant of Krishna, so he basically didn't do anything. <laughs> so uh, a devotee of Krishna does stuff, and his life is complete. He's he knows he's Brahman. He knows he's spiritual in essence, but and at the same time he's acting on that and doing things. So uh, it's a complete, full life. There's nothing lacking, and no contradiction. In other words, there's no contradiction between what I know and what I do. 
Whereas in my, my friend Narayan's, his, 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 there, he, he knew something, but there was a huge contradiction from what he knew to what he did, right? He, 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 he's, he's kind of going through his, going to work every day and doing this and doing that. And the whole time being like, um, bummed out that he has, you know, not bummed out, but like, he's, it's like he's watching himself go through the motions and he knows there's no purpose to what he's doing. You know, it's like a, uh, a really strange life to live, really. So, a full realization is knowing that I am the servant of Krishna. Knowing first, knowing I'm Brahman, I'm knowing I'm spirit, and then to complete the realization, knowing that I am the servant of Krishna. Then a person is fully realized, entirely realized, and any realization that grows from that is is just a, a refinement of that knowledge. But it's not like you have everything there. And then it just needs to be refined. That's all. Okay, does that, is that okay? Does that make sense to everybody? Okay. Alright, so next verse. Those who know me as the Supreme Lord, as the governing principle of the material manifestation, who know me as the one underlying all the demigods and as, one, as the one sustaining all sacrifices, can with steady mind understand and know me even at the time of death. So, at the time of death, a person needs uh, shelter. Just like in life, people need shelter. But especially at the time of death, everything we, we've taken shelter of in this life, we realize it is not going to help you. It's not going to help us now. <laughs> so at that time, uh, a person um, especially needs to take be sh taking shelter of Krishna. So, um, if one during this life cultivates that knowledge and understanding and realization, then he can with steadfast mind understand and know me at the time of death. So a person should know Krishna as the one underlying all the demigods and the one sustaining all sacrifices, uh, the governing principle of the material manifestation. So this, through practice of bhakti yoga, this realization grows more and more. And we have full faith in Krishna as being this, the Supreme Lord at the time of death. Having full faith in Krishna, we take shelter of Krishna and we die uh, like saints. Because not like animals scared to death, you know, scared of whatever. So life, um, the success of life is, first of all, coming to uh, realize that you're going to die and it's, a sh it's, it's something that, it's a problem that needs to be solved. You're going to get old, that's a problem that needs, needs to be solved. Uh, through our life, grow that connection as much as possible. Uh, this should be the prime, the prime focus of our life is to uh, increase our connection with God. In other words, um, to have that shelter become more and more of a solid shelter. And then at the time of death, then we have the shelter and 
our life is successful. So life really is about conquering the fear of death. There's, death is there. It's something that is a problem. We need to first recognize that this is a big fucking problem. And then we need to come to uh, find a solution to the problem and then work on that. Find a solution, in other words, uh, find a path to solving the problem. Walk that path and uh, increase our shelter, increase our attachment to God and simultaneously that is making God our shelter. And then when we leave this world, we have succeeded in um, having solved that big problem of death. Okay? So that's like death, life is really meant to be a uh, preparation for death. Because it's only a small little time. Life is, goes by very quickly. You know, this life isn't meant to simply waste and try to enjoy it as much as possible because first of number one, it's not very enjoyable. <laughs> so the enjoyments you get in this life are just, they're just not enough. It's not worth it. It's not worth spending your whole time trying to enjoy this, this world because it's just not that enjoyable. You never really get that full satisfaction that you want. So number one, it's not satisfying. Number two, the problem of death is not being solved. And then when you leave this world, what have you got? What have you gained? Some fucking memories? This is what people say. Like, this, this is their, like, um, you know, uh, impetus for doing stuff is that, oh, I'll have memories when I'm older. You heard that before? Yeah? Instead of buying stuff, they now want to experience so memories kind of take but but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. So, but the memory is just think back to some some great times in your life now. Can we all do that? Like not spiritual. I have. Yeah, that's that's what comes to mind too. When I think of some great memories, automatically I think of some wonderful times with. Um, you know, my spiritual master or chanting or this and that. But um, try to think of a non-spiritual great time that you had. I'm trying to think of one. <laughs> okay, I, I thought of one. I thought of one. Surfing, surfing really nice waves on the North Shore of Oahu. Okay, now, now get happiness from that. You can't. You can't do it. You, 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 can't, you can't do it. You can't. There's a song that I really like. The title is called You Can't Wrap Your Arms Around a Memory. And it's a very good slow, It's a very good verse or whatever, chorus. Because you can't. It's gone. You can't wrap your arms around it. It can't bring you happiness now. So that... that that aim of life of trying to div trying to accumulate more and more memories is not going to do anything for you. <laughs> it's a waste of life. It's more like memories where you get happy. 
funny moments where you really had to have a laugh and then if you think about it then you can laugh again but like even like like the variety waves that's like super cool and that's a super nice thing to do and you get happy from it in that moment to do that you can indeed you cannot think about that and get that same feeling again so i agree with that but if you like think about back about something that was super funny like something got super you still have to laugh to do okay you laugh for a few seconds yeah. and then it's over yeah, yeah. So anyway, it doesn't have a lasting. Yeah, it's 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 like every fun thing that you do, it always comes to an end, or like shitty, or you know. Yeah. Always something about it. So there you go, life in a nutshell. We want to conquer this fear, this problem of death. That is what it's for, and for those of you that don't. Or for those of us that don't, um, what happens is at the time of death, you have this feeling, I've wasted my life. And then you die. <laughs> I've wasted my life. You don't waste, wasting your life is uh, not using your life to come to know Krishna. People think sometimes wasting life is not getting drunk or, you know, whatever material pleasure that they can think of, skiing the greatest mountains, and they have a bucket list, right? And if they haven't filled that bucket list of going to all these different places or whatever, then, then they feel that they've wasted their life because they didn't get to check off the bucket list, right? But the reality is, is that those things are very little value. The only thing that I, I'm appreciative of of my past is that I have spent like half my life um, developing my relationship with Krishna. I'm so um, fortunate that I've had that opportunity and to some degree have taken that opportunity. And that is the only thing that I, I'm really happy that I did. There's nothing else I can think of right now that I'm really happy that I did. <laughs> you know? So, um, and this will be the case at the time that I die too. That I'll be, I'll be filled with extreme gratitude for um, being able to, for have been shown this process of bhakti yoga and for uh, having a uh, spiritual guide who helped me along the path and for these transcendental or spiritual experiences that I've been able to have by Krishna's grace. So there's nothing else I can think of that I'm thankful for, that I really have any, that I've, are, are of any value whatsoever. So... This is the only real goal of life. So we should try, as in our own situation, to always uh, take it seriously. You know, Srila Prabhupada once gave this example of, like, there's a shopping spree. You know those shopping sprees? You haven't, like, somebody wins a shopping spree. I don't know if they do that in Australia, but it's a common thing in America. People win a shopping spree and they basically get like five minutes or something in a store or a certain amount of time and they got a trolley 
and they get to fit, they get to, in, whatever they can put in their trolley in, in five minutes, you know, they get to keep that, right? They get to go out the store and take that home. Now, so this is what we do in our life. We try to accumulate so many different things in the form of memories and things and whatever. Uh, but, but like, can you imagine if there's a shopping spree and there's somebody at, cause you know, on shopping sprees, like people are really serious about it. Like they're running through the store and they're, they're, they're they got it planned out and they're grabbing this and grabbing that and grabbing that. And, and, but imagine if they knew that somebody was at the checkout and they're going to take it all away and they weren't going to, they were, they weren't going to keep any of it. Right. What would they really be? Would they be so enthusiastically grabbing everything from the shelves? Right. So, uh, this is what life is like. We're here for a certain amount of time, a few minutes compared to our, not even a millisecond really compared to our eternal life. And um, we're doing all this stuff in this world and not caring, not even, and there's one thing on the shelf though that we can take, that we can keep, right? There's one thing and that is our relationship with Krishna. And that you can, you can find that in this store of this material world. You can find out how to do that in this, this material world. That's the only thing you get to keep. So an intelligent person, that's the first thing they go for, is that one thing that they can keep. The rest of the stuff, okay, I got a few more minutes, I can grab a few more things, but I'm not going to get them anyway. It's not much of importance, right? So... Oh, just eat it. So... You know, we need to see our life as like that. Like we need to work for that. We at least have the at least have the intelligence to work to at least put some of the energy of our life into that one thing that you can keep. Is that not logical? Mm -hmm. Right. So um, we should live our life like that, making that that thing that we can keep our relationship with God. Uh, as the uh, forefront of our life, the most important thing of our life. And everything else uh, sh should be uh, put in its right compartment of temporary and of not much importance, really. Okay, so thank you guys very much. I think that's enough for today's class. Thank you. All right,
Thank you. I needed that. So the night shot? Yeah. You have that one on recording? I believe so. Do you want to share any? Yeah.